Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Fear the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here on today's I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Despite what the great Quentin Tarantino has said, I disagree. And I think the 1980s was a fantastic decade for films. I break that down. Plus, I came in number one. Claim that number one spot in my money league. And there's so many sick fucks, so little time. Plus, the Michael Rappaport Jewish News of the week, all that and more on a brand new museum quality Iron Rapport stereo podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, aka the Bleach Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real loud, please. But most importantly, start this museum quality Iron Rapport stereo podcast off with something real funky. This is the Iron Rapport stereo podcast. the Iron Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the world's most disruptive podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Raging Bullshitter, a.k.a. the Disruptive Warrior, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the Jewish Jake LaMotta going 15 rounds. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity, the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. Hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody is feeling safe. Hope everybody is feeling 
Sane. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from New York City. Back, boom, back in the New York groove. Ah, so much to discuss, so much to talk about. So many things as we head into the final weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are heading into the final weeks of 2022. The holiday season is upon us. You could smell that that fresh Christmas tree air, that pine tree. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Christmas trees are actually Christmas trees or they're pine trees, but I like the way they smell. I always have. I always have. And there's a, a beautiful Christmas tree stand outside my my crib here in New York City. Uh, they set up tent there the day before Thanksgiving, and I don't think they leave. I think Homie and his partner, they just stay there. They're there every year. They're Irish. I don't know if the trees are from Ireland or not, but they are hardworking people selling those Christmas trees. If anybody knows what Christmas trees actually are, please leave a comment. Let me know. Are they pine trees? Are they actually Christmas trees? What are Christmas trees? Come on. We know Santa Claus ain't real. No disrespect. Come on. No disrespect. We know Santa Claus ain't real. Okay? This is an adult show. This is an adult program. There ain't no little kids around. So we could say, Santa Claus ain't coming down the, uh, you know. Okay? And the reindeers. So between us adults here, I don't know if any of your kids are listening. If they are, earmuff them. Okay? Uh, but let me know, leave a comment and let me know if uh, what these trees actually are. Anyway, holidays are upon us. And like I said, 2022 is coming to a close. And this weekend I will be in, I'm heading to Portland, Oregon. Okay. And I had a great time the last time I was in Portland. I had great shows in Portland last time. I'm doing the 8th. I'm doing the 9th. I'm doing the 10th at the Helium Comedy Club. And uh, I hate to tell you, the tickets are almost all sold out because Portland likes comedy and Portland likes the Gringo Man Dingo. So come see me the 8th, 9th, and 10th, and then I'll be in Pleasanton in NorCal. Unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors won't, so you got nothing but, nothing but time on your hands to come see me live in Pleasanton the 15th, 16th, and 17th, and then I'm done. Done 2022, taking a chill pill. Going down to Florida. My mother's celebrating her something birthday. I'm not going to say publicly what it is, but she's celebrating a monumental birthday. I'm going back to Florida on a little vacation. Of course, banana hammock season will be in effect. I always try to end the year on a beach. One, two, maybe three days in that banana hammock. And people say, oh, Mike Rapp, do you really, do you really rock a banana hammock when you're on the beaches? of uh, Cancun, when you're on the beaches of, uh, you know, San Tropez, never been there. When you're on the beaches of Florida, do you really rock a banana hammock? Uh, yeah, I rock a banana hammock. Walked six and a half miles this morning, came back, did my six-minute ab routine, six minutes of abs. Oof. And I was in Miami flying, and I don't want to get into what I ate down there. It, it, let's say it was better than uh, when I was in St. Louis, those green rooms, man, they they lure you with the fried shrimp and the, they had Cuban food in the green rooms of Miami. They had, they had a lot of things there. 
Uh, but I was in Miami. And like I said, I, like I mentioned about the banana hammocks in, in Florida, Miami's a good place. I like it. And I'm letting you guys know, I, I don't know much about Ron DeSantis, but in Florida, you could talk greasy about Trump. You say anything about Ron DeSantis down there, people, they like Ronnie D. I don't know why. I do not know why, but they like Ron D. Sanctimonious. But it was a zoo down there if for, for this Art Basel. Uh, it was a, a nut house. I, I barely left uh, my hotel and, and the club, uh, the comedy club, uh, the Miami Improv, because it was every place you went, everywhere you walked, there was just people, 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 traffic, every single place. And of course, if there's an event, the Kardashians will be there. And, and I was thinking as I, as I saw clips of uh, Kim, Chloe, uh, down at Art Basel. These are grown women. I'm like, don't, don't y'all ever want to take a break? Don't, isn't there an event you're just like, ah, screw it. I've been to Art Basel the last 13 years. Don't you ever, ever want to take, take one off? A fashion show? A gala? Something? They're, they're meandering around wearing these ridiculous, ginormous sunglasses looking like, I, and I'm just like, there's got to be one where you're just like, ah, oh, we're going to skip it. We're going to stay at home. They never do. Rest assured, if there's an event, there's a party, there's an anniversary, there's something going on. These grown-ass women, they, are, they ain't going to miss it. I feel like, I don't know, doesn't it get exhausting? It seems exhausting to go to all these events and the amount of, you know, the, the photographers and the, the security they must have and the, I mean, all of it. I just, it makes me want to take a nap, but I had a great time in Miami, had a uh, great flight back from Miami, and I'll be honest, the reason why my flight was great coming back from Miami is because I got home in front of my TV to watch my fantasy football team, uh, Rappaport's Delight, aka History of Violence, aka Make It Stop, Make It Stop, Secure. In a dominating way, my fantasy football team secured first place in my money league. Bye-bye. And when I say bye-bye, I got the bye. Now I'm going to continue to compete. Oh, yeah. I am going to continue competing because uh, each week that I win, more and more people in my league, they're throwing vowels and adjectives at me. A gentleman who uh, I'll just call GX. He referred to my team, Rappaport's Light, as a juggernaut. He spelt it out in a text. It's in writing. He said, your team is a juggernaut. And I said, I like that word. I like that word. And I like my fantasy football team being referred to as a juggernaut. And I like, because I screenshotted it, I like that you texted it to me and you didn't just say it. And then, of course, I, I played... Uh, Baba, Big Tooth, Boofy, Gary Delabonte in fantasy football in the uh, second Gorilla Bowl of the season. Of course, I dominated him in the first Gorilla Bowl of the season. And Lamar Jackson got hurt. Wishing my man Lamar Jackson a speedy recovery. Um, so, unfortunately, I lost to Boofy, a.k.a. Big Tooth, Baba Booey, Horsetooth Jackass of the Stern Show. I lost to him in this second regular season matchup, which is fine. Gorilla, 
You know why you lost. The only reason why uh, my team lost is because Lamar Jackson went down. You horse-tooth ape, you. Uh, we'll be back. The season ain't over, okay? Uh, you know it and I know it. The team, the season, Rappaport's delight, the domination will not stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, but it was a, it was just a great, great fantasy football weekend. And I'm, I'm wishing all the guys that got in there. Jimmy G, got a, he went down with a foot, broken foot. Uh, I don't know, the, the Lamar Jackson, they haven't said what's wrong with his knee, which stinks because Lamar Jackson, uh, it was on. he's having an MVP caliber season. Of course, he hasn't signed with the Baltimore Ravens. I hope his knee injury is not serious. Uh, the fans of Baltimore, if they do not sign him, they should not go to any games. If somehow, someway, the Baltimore Ravens do not sign and pay Lamar Jackson this offseason, Baltimore Ravens fans, listen, uh, you do what you're going to do, okay? But my suggestion is ban the team, okay? You, there's there's Twitter bans, there's this ban, there's Balenciaga bans. Ban the team because Lamar Jackson deserves to be paid whether he's injured or not. That dude is, he's sick with it. Shout out to the basketball player, sick with it from uh, Rucker, Rucker Park. Um, what else happened over the weekend? Uh, there was this big, whole, kooky, crazy Elon Musk released all this stuff on Twitter, which turned out to be a big nothing burger about all the suppressed media and the suppressed information and the suppressed stories about Hunter the crackhead Biden. Now, the reason why I'm saying it's a nothing burger is because my wife, she did all the deep diving. She did all the deep diving and she did all the research. And she said, it's not essentially a nothing burger, but there's nothing there that we didn't know about. And of course, of course, smoking Joe Biden is corrupt. Of course, the government is corrupt. Of course, the news uh, places, the news stations are going to ebb and flow and vary and suppress certain things and highlight other things. This is not anything we don't know. They do it for every president. Whether it's slob dick Donald Trump whether it's Obama, whether it's Clinton, whether it's Bush, Bush's pops, okay? Back in the days with uh, Ronnie Ballgame, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, okay? This is what happens. We know this. Uh, they're talking about, oh, they buried the stories about Hunter Biden being a... We know Hunter Biden's a crackhead. We know Hunter Biden is a crackhead. We know he did crackhead things. Uh, duh. What do you think crackheads do? Crackhead things. But other than uh, the fact that they buried some of the information, we already knew that we could see from his teeth he was a crackhead. He had crackhead teeth. He probably got a whole mouth of fake veneers right now that his pops had to pay for. But other than that, it's a big nothing burger. There's no real information that was on that laptop. We know he was corrupt. We know he's making deals. So what? We also know slob dick Donald Trump is corrupt. We, we know this. We know Obama. We know this. They're all corrupt. They're all making money. Hand over fist. Whether you're a part of it or not a part of it, there's this documentary coming out about Harry Ballgame, Prince Harry or former Prince Harry. I don't know what he was. He was knighted or something. And Meghan Markle. Harry and Meghan, who didn't want anything to do with the limelight. Didn't want anything to do with the fame. Didn't want anything to do with that Kim Kardashian life. I don't know if they were at Art Basel or not. They probably were at Art Basel. 
But if they weren't in Art Basel, uh, they were preparing because uh, now on Netflix, Harry Ballgame and Meghan Markle, who I worked with, by the way, I worked with her on a show called The War at Home, the now defunct former Fox sitcom, The War at Home. Me and the young shooter, we worked with uh, uh, Meghan Markle. And I, she was beautiful, but she was, you know, she wasn't no uh, Viola Davis. She was no Meryl Streep's. She was no Marissa Tomei. They've been talking about how they don't want anything to do with the limelight. And yet we can't escape them. Go away. Now they got a Netflix documentary that I believe, I'm not fact-checking, but I'm pretty sure that Meghan Markle and Harry Ballgame produced their own Netflix documentary about themselves, yet you don't want the attention. I just, I don't understand it. That's the last thing. That's the last thing you should be doing is doing a documentary about yourself if you don't want any attention. Go away, go ride horses, uh, you know, grow your own vegetables and whatever you do. I don't know when you want to go away. Your young people, this is an actress. Let me tell you something. Megan Markle, she likes that attention, okay? She likes it, and Harry Ballgame apparently likes it too. Unless Megan Markle's fuck style is so buckwild uh, that she's, uh, uh, you know, Harry Ballgame's just chasing her around. He left his family, left his brother, left uh, the queen, God rest her soul. I mean, she was old enough. Queen, uh, the queen was Queen Elizabeth. Was that her name? Queen Elizabeth? Queen, yeah, she was... They're saying she might have been cloned the last 13 years. Now that's the rumor that it might not even been the real Queen Elizabeth the last, the last 13 years. And if you're asking me, uh, I have to say I, I believe it. Because there's a, cloning is becoming real. Look it up. There's an app. Or there's a, there's a business. And the business is called CloneAid. Look up CloneAid. Because I'm thinking about cloning myself. I want two of me out here running on these streets, causing trouble. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby. Needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick. In the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash 
Stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Which brings me to the big announcement that I made last week. Last week, I made the, the ginormous announcement that I was rebranding, the rebrandification of Michael Rappaport. Hashtag rebrandification of Rappaport 2023. And people hit me up. People hit the Dust Brothers up. People were concerned. The comments were no no dingo, no Rappaport, be you. Uh, please don't uh, stop being you. Uh, no, don't rebrand. Some people are saying, no, don't rebrand you. Fuck you. They cursed at me because I said I wanted to rebrand myself. They're shaming me. That's rebranding peer pressure. Now, if you just follow me on social media, okay, this is not for you. But if you are a listener of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, if you watch the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast videos on YouTube, I'm going to bring you inside uh, the rebranding of Rappaport plan, okay? This is the reality of it. When I said last week that I asked people, you think I'm nuts? And people in my business said, oh yeah, people think you're fucking nuts. That's a fact, People think I am out of my tree. People think that I am, they said, unhinged, crazy, wild, reckless. Uh, and does he lack self-control? I can, I've been trying to get, lack self-control. I was so offended when they, someone said that they don't know if I lack self-control. That's the same shit that they were kicking to me when I was in PS 158 in the third grade and I got kicked out for hitting Mr. Flanagan with a flailing left hook. You, you know how much, a, you know how soft you have to be to be upset that a third grader punched you in the face and you're a grown man? How hard could it have been when I punched my principal in the face in the third grade? It couldn't have been that hard. I'm, I'm sure it was just like, like something like that. It's not like a Mike Tyson, Leon Spinks, Ken Norton. You know, Tommy the Hitman Hearns, eh? Roberto Duran. No one ever called me the hands of stone. But that's when they sent me through the system in the third grade, had me tested. They wanted to put me on drugs. Yeah. This is in the 70s, 76, 77, 78. They wanted to uh, put me on uh, what all kids are on now. My father said, no. This is a true story. My father said, no, you ain't, you ain't putting him on drugs. We're not going to get him hopped up. He ain't no guinea pig, okay? 
Of course, I continued to get kicked out of school every other year till the 12th grade. He should have put me on drugs. Dad, I know your heart was in the right place, but you should have probably let them dose me. Would have saved you and everybody else around me a lot of trouble. But when people are questioning whether me, Michael Rappaport, actually lacks self-control at 52 years old, I got gray chest hair. 52! I'm like, are you, am I that good? Am, am I that good that you actually think I lack self-control? That I am not a trained professional? I've, I've let you in on the secret. I've said this is performance art. Yet people are still questioning whether or not I lack self-control for real, for real, in real life. So when I talk about the rebranding, the rebrandification, the concerned citizens of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast who hit me up, who hit the Dust Brothers up, and they said, uh, what, what does he mean? What's happening? I'm going to let you in on what I'm thinking, okay? I have been, I've been stagnant on social media where there's money to be made. I have been, st- I've been stagnant on social media, yet I am the people's champ. That's why sometimes when I walk down the street, they go, what's up, champ? I, I ain't Rocky Balboa. I ain't a prize fighter, but they say, what's up, champ? Because I am the people's champ because I speak on behalf of the people. That's what they say. I never plan for the viral ability. Uh, it's never contrived. It just, it just happens. It just happens. And I'll continue to do that. I'm going to continue to do that. But I need to dial back publicly. Publicly. And when I say publicly, I mean on the social media apps, the uh, big three. Actually, it's four now. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Okay? On those apps, I have to do the bleeps. Unless I'm being antagonized. I I said this to my wife. She said, what do you mean you're being antagonized? I go, unless pig dick Donald Trump starts antagonizing me. She goes, you actually think that Donald Trump is antagonizing you? I go, yeah, yeah. Uh, When he's up there talking wild on the yard, when Kanye West is talking wild on the yard, I take that as a personal antagonization, antagonistic, I take it as a personal, I, I, I take it as me being antagonized personally. And I must strike back. So the disruptive cape, I'm wearing it right now. It's under this, this fine piece of cashmere. It's tucked away. It ain't never coming off. It's never coming off the disruptive cape. I got the leotards. I got the little thing like Superman wears. I got the whole outfit. The disruptive warrior outfit is always on underneath my clothes, ready to rip it off. Here comes disrupt man. But as far as social media, I have to pull it back because there's people out there that really truly think that I lack self-control and that I'm nuts. And because of the content, the fucks, the shits, the fucking assholes, the blah, 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 blahs, they freak out. They freak out. I've been stuck at 2.2 million followers on Instagram. And they go, well, Mike Rapp, who cares about followers? 
I don't care about the followers. It's the business aspect of it. And it's the people that are actually questioning whether or not I lack self-control. You know how bad that makes me feel? I'm a trained professional. People say you lack, they're questioning whether or not I, I have self-control. I go on live television. I've never had a flub up one time. Why am I even discussing this? But this is because the videos, they, I'm a trained pro. When I say Dick Stain, Donald Trump, when I say kooky Kanye, when I say this, that, and the third, they know what I'm doing. Which brings me to the first ever video slash audio broadcast of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Sick fucks of the week. Oh, yes. <laughs> This is an award that is earned, not given. Earned, not given. It's called the sick fucks of the week. Oh, sick She's fucks. really fucking sick, man. She's fucking whack. Why? Make him stop. You smell like a sick fuck. You look like a sick that fuck. That supposed to be on a plane, you sick what are you, fuck what, you. What are you doing? Hey, man, leave that chicken alone. Leave the chicken alone. Well, what are you doing to the chicken? That doesn't belong in a chicken. <laughs> Oh, yes, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Sick Fucks of the Week. You hear the theme music. You hear the song I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast award-winning segment. This award goes to certain someones with a certain je ne sais quoi. Not anybody earns an I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Sick Fuck of the Week Badge. This is something that is uh, earned, not given. It is earned, not given. As we come to the close of the year 2022, we have to look at, of course, the sickest fuck of the year. But right now, we're going to break down some of the greatest, most, I don't even know, uh, shocking sick fucks from the last few Days being in Florida, I wonder uh, will I be able to ask? Is Florida in the house? Uh, is Florida in Sukasa? We shall see. But the first sick fuck of the week goes to some monks in Thailand. Is Thailand in Sukasa? Thai monks. We all know what monks are about. You know they're about <laughs> chilling, peace. Uh, Dalai Lama praying, being quiet. Well, they had to clear out a monastery in Thailand. They had to clear out a monastery in Thailand because multiple, not one, not two, not three or four, multiple monks in Thailand were hopped up on that Walter White, that glass, that Breaking Bad, that Aaron Paul, that Brian Cranston. That meth, I don't know where they got the meth from. I don't know. It seems so insane to me to be a monk and also be hopped up on that glass, that Walter White, that Aaron Paul, that Breaking Bad. Because to, to sit there and meditate and pray while you're, 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 I don't even know what meth does to you. I know it's not good for your teeth uh, and it's certainly not good for your brain. It just seems totally against brand. This has to be a big hit. I don't know if the monks of Thailand actually have a PR person, but that poor bastard who's running PR for the monks 
in Thailand is probably going, what are we going to do? They had to clean house, okay? Because a bunch of monks over there in Thailand, allegedly it was four. Now it's reported that was even more. Monks are hopped up. Listen, you sick fucks in Thailand. You sick fucking fake ass monks. Get it together. If you guys can't be on the straight and narrow, who can be? If monks in Thailand can't be on the straight and narrow, who can be? Moving on. Two flights to talk about. Not fights, flights. Two flights to talk about. Of course, 99.9% of the time when there is an incident on a flight, it's always a flight that's not international. It's not coast to coast. It's always a flight from a small area to another small area. It's the short flights. This is Houston to Ohio. A Houston to Ohio flight. A woman was arrested for what? Trying to open the door on the plane. I don't need to pat myself on the back, but we, we do know that it's a fact. That me, Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the disruptive warrior, the one who lacks self-control, the one who people question whether or not I'm really out of my tree or not, I was on a flight from Houston to L.A. Nobody was asking whether or not I lacked self-control on that flight because while everybody was sleeping, while Big Baby Davis was sleeping, while Baron Davis was sleeping, while other former NBA stars were sleeping, I'm the one who jumped into action as a sick animal, a sick lunatic who was hopped up on sleeping pills, tried to open the door. And Air Marshal Mike jumped into action without question. That's me. And I'm still getting harassed when I go through TSA. Take your computer out here, sir. Take your shoes off here. You should be saluting me when I... When you see me approaching... When I'm going through customs at the border, you should be saluting me. I'm one of y'all. Okay? I, I made my bones. I jumped into action when no one else was awake. When no one else did. The lightning quick uh, instincts, the lightning quick reflexes of big baby Davis. They, those dudes were sleeping. I wasn't. I jumped into action. But on this flight... From Houston to Ohio. Oh, I wasn't on there. I wasn't on there to uh, put the smack down. No. Police had to get involved. When homie tried to open the door when I was there, we didn't need no police. We threw Duke. We threw him into the, into the bathroom. But this woman, as you can tell, she looks like a sick fuck. Okay, I don't know what she was on. I don't care what you're on. Personally, I don't care what you're on. I don't care... Or what you're feeling, what you're thinking, or who told you to open the door. Take a wild guess. Take a wild guess as to who this woman said to open the door. Who told this woman to open the door? Who's it always? I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Starts with a J. Boom. Jesus Christ told this woman to open the door on the plane. That's what Jesus, Jesus had nothing better to do on this flight from Houston to Ohio. He had nothing better to do. Jesus Christ had, had no other things to, to deal with. 
He wasn't saying anything else to anybody else. He told this whack job while she was sitting in coach to open the door on the plane. Of course. And then if you look at her, she looks like a sick fuck. Okay. And that's why having a, having this segment, the visuals of it, 99.9% of the time, there is, there is that uh, occasion uh, where the sick fuck doesn't look like the sick fuck. But 99.9% of the time, the sick fucks of the week actually do what? Boom. They look like sick fucks. Which brings me to another one. Another midair, mid-flight nut job who just couldn't keep it together. This one was on another flight. A 76-year-old guy flying from Florida to Massachusetts. So uh, uh, when we do the sick fucks of the week, uh, 99.9% of the time, I'll say is Florida in the house and uh, it's always without a doubt. There's always something cracking in Florida. Uh, there was a 76-year-old man on a flight, okay, going to Massachusetts. Instead of just minding his business, instead of uh, taking a nap, listening to some music, watching uh, some of the television programs that they have on, on most flights, reading a book, or just minding your own business. This 76-year-old animal sitting next to a 21-year-old woman started choking his chicken. Okay? He started choking his chicken on the plane. The woman was like, what? What are you doing? And this is a 21-year-old woman. Uh, this is shocking. He done that to my wife. Yo, my wife, you, you, you had a problem. But you're picking on a young girl. You're 76. Lock him up. I don't care how old he is. I don't care if Jesus told you to choke your chicken. Because that's, that's the old age, old excuse. Jesus told me to do this. No, he didn't. Jesus didn't tell you to choke your chicken on the flight. The early morning flight from Florida to Massachusetts. We lock you up. And, and this brings us to uh, Los Angeles. Where le- weed is legal. Weed, edibles, oil. They got weed soap. They got weed lotions. They got weed food. They got weed soda. They got weed candy. They got weed brownies. They got it all. And that is why if you have weed in the house and you have kids, you need to get yourself a safe or some high, high standing alone closet or a box or something like that. Okay? Because at a middle school in California and an elementary school, 10 Los Angeles students between the ages of 12 and 15, 10 of them OD'd. They had to go to the hospital. Probably because one kid brought in a box of brownies, cookies, who the hell knows. But this stuff, these edibles, this, this is not kids' play. This is not even for adults. Any, anybody who, who messes with those edibles will tell you, you don't know what's going to happen or when it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen at some point. But when you start playing with those edibles, it's one thing to take bong rips. It's another thing to smoke blunts, smoke joints. But when you start messing around with those edibles, you don't know when it is going to get you, but it is going to get you. My dog once went into a baggie of my edibles. Almost killed him. Almost killed my dog. My brother, the professor, Professor Rappaport, I talked about this. One time we were in a hotel chilling 
I had some edibles. He thought he was eating Hershey's Kisses. Next thing I know, he's in Bellevue. He, he admitted himself to Bellevue. He thought he was OD. He thought he was having a heart attack. He thought he was having a heart attack. He didn't know what he had eaten. And I hear from him 36 hours later. He's like, oh, I was in Bellevue. I thought I was having a heart attack. Ba, 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 ba. We, we play back the evening. I go, you, 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 that's why you don't go into other people's bags and just start taking chocolates. Those chocolates, because you don't know what's in those chocolates. Okay? But 10 of them overdose had to go to the hospital. Somebody's going, yo, somebody's getting in trouble. Somebody's parents are getting into trouble because I'm guessing that one of these kids brought in and were like, yo, check, you want a piece of candy? Ba, ba, ba. You know, by uh, uh, the third class of the day, these kids are laid out. Because those edibles, they knock you, they knock you out. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft. John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. To yet another sick fuck of the week. The Liver King. The Liver King is kind of like the Gary V of liver. This guy, this yo-yo, take a look at this guy. This guy has been conning, rusing, 
and telling people that his all-natural physique is based on working out and eating liver, eating cow bulls, eating bull testicles, eating this, that, and the third. This guy's built uh, like a brick shithouse. Anyone can tell that the liver king was hopped up, that he wasn't natty. That's what they call it, natty, me. It's all natural. You could test me anytime you want. People have questioned, oh, Mike Rapper, you on, are you on juice? You look good. What do you want? I go, this is just, this is planking. This is hard work, dedication. Not you, Liver King, you freak. Anybody who bought that the Liver King wasn't hopped up on something don't know about that natty life, okay? I, allegedly, that six-pack that you see there, that six-pack is like some sort of implant, allegedly. I don't know. But he confessed to being on that Barry Bonds, that Lance Armstrong, and he still has followers on social media. He's still going. Like, like what's going to happen now that you're off the juice? Are you even going to get off the juice? Why would you? You're telling people that all they got to do is do some push-ups and eat cow testicles and they could get cock diesel? That's what you've been... And people, they believe that. They believe I got to hustle harder. See, that's that's why I, I got to rebrand myself. You just come up with one stupid idea. And the next thing you know, this guy was raking in a lot of money. He's a big star with his, with his beard and his bull testicles and eating handfuls of liver. But they caught you. But I knew you weren't, uh, you weren't living that natty life. Natty to natty. Uh, finally, we're going to pivot to the sickest fuck of the week. I think this might be the third or fourth time this year. This is a record. The sickest fuck of the week. Once again, just when you thought it was over, just when you thought he was dead, just when you thought you heard it all, Looney Tooney Kanye West, he's like Jason. He's like the Jason of anti-Semites. He's like Drago. You thought you had him down. And just when you, you let your guards down, it goes, he said it all. The sickest fuck of the week once again goes to Kanye West, which leads me into Michael Rappaport's Jewish news of the week. I don't even need to explain. I don't even need to tell everybody what happened just a few days ago with Kanye West and Alex Jones. Where Kanye West went on Alex Jones' show, which has been banned from everywhere, as it should be. Because that's what you get, Alex Jones. And Alex Jones is always talking about free speech. He, first of all, in regard to the free speech, all these social media platforms are private. If they want to kick you off that snap chisel, they could kick you off that snap chisel. If they want to kick you off that face bizzle, they could kick you off that face bizzle. YouTube, Twitter, uh, all of them. Instagram, these are privately owned companies. So if you're upset about being kicked off these mediums, you'll find another place. It might not be as famous as uh, the, the big four, the big five that I just named, but you'll find another place to vent your, your nonsense. Trust me, there's so many apps out there. Your, your free speech isn't being squelched. There's always a subway. That's what they always say as far as free speech. 
There is always a subway train for you to vent and get out your free speech. There's always a corner that you could stand on. There's always a subway that you could ride on. You could say whatever you want to say. They might not let you do it on Twitter. They might not let you do it on Snapchizzle. They might not let you do it on Facebizzle. But there's always a corner. You're worried about your free speech? Go outside, stand on the corner. You could say whatever you want. It's different. It's a different lifestyle being on that corner saying, I love Hitler. It's a different lifestyle calling people the N-word. Those of you on Twitter saying you're being your free speech is being uh, compromised. Yo, go to 125th. Go to 125th. You could say whatever you want. You want to say, I hate the Jews? You want to say, I hate this one? I love Hitler? Yo, there's plenty of places you could go say it. There's plenty of corners where you could say it. It's just a different, just a different uh, call and response. Because that live audience, it's different. It hits different, as the kids say. It hits different. But I was in Miami, minding my business, drinking some of that cafecito. How do you say cafecito? 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 That gasolina. That daddy Yankee. I was at Versailles. In Miami, uh, drinking some of that bad bunny. I went right to the spot. My man Carlos took me right to the spot. I was hopped up on that gasolina. Is that, that, that Cuban coffee in Miami at the actual Cuban spots? I'm telling you, that's that rocket fuel. It'll that'll have you, that'll have your mind right. Just got off a plane, minding my business, wasn't thinking about this clown. My phone started blowing up and I was actually being recorded when I saw Kanye West in his gimp mask. And you know what we do with the gimp? When the gimp comes out, what do we do with the gimp? We all saw Pulp Fiction. Well, well, what did Ving Rhames do with that gimp? We know. We know what he did with that gimp. But I was being filmed because we were shooting these videos for uh, Only in Dade promoting my shows. I didn't know I was being filmed until afterwards because I was, it bugged me out so much. And on the last podcast, I didn't talk about it because I was so, it wasn't so much that I was upset by what this guy said. It was just, I was just, I'm just over it. I was, I'm just over it. But when I'm doing the Michael Rapport Jewish News of the Week and a few days have passed, I, I have to, I have to talk about this. But let me show you this video. Listen to this video of me uh, hearing this whack job with Alex Jones talking about uh, how he loves he loves uh, Mr. H. That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. And when I saw this, I, I got to be honest with you. You know, I've talked about this before. I've never had anybody say these things to me to my face uh, in person. Growing up in New York City, 70s, 80s, and 90s, I was lucky. I just never came across anti-Jewish stuff to my face. But when you hear somebody saying that, and then you hear it being discussed and that clip being replayed and reposted. And the majority of the people that are replaying it, reposting it, and me talking about it, I said something about it. 
I did a video about it and so many people did videos about it. It was every single place. Uh, Alex Jones got all the attention that he wanted. His show, by the way, Alex Jones, you're never, ever, ever, ever coming back, homie. You ain't never coming back. You're never coming back on the big three, big four, big five social media platforms. Keep selling your zinc oxide and your vitamins. Start selling cafecito. Have somebody make you some of that gasoline coffee, that Cuban coffee, because that stuff works. Because the, the nonsense you're pushing, whatever, that shit don't work. But the Kanye thing and the ramifications of the Kanye thing, it's true. It bleeds down because more and more, uh, are you seeing more and more anti-Semitic uh, behavior online, which is not real life. You're seeing more and more people talk about it, including myself. And I did not want to do a video about it. And my wife, she said, don't say anything about it. Don't say anything about that motherfucker. Don't say shit about it. And I wasn't going to do it. And I was like, I have to. See, that's why the disruptive cape, it's right under here. I had to say something about this shit. Because you have to say something about I have to say something about it. I have to call him a motherfucker, talk shit about his mom, and do all that. And I'm always going to do that when it comes to the disruptive behavior. But there's people that are referencing Kanye West. They've become spokespeople, spokespersonalities for people that are also sick, but maybe not as sick as them. These anti-Jewish people saying that certain kinds of Jewish people aren't Jewish and all this. They're hanging outside of Barclays. Now they're like, well, Kyrie this. Kanye this and be like, oh no, Kyrie promoted a documentary that said the same things. And of course now he, he somehow become a hero because he got suspended five games and his, his contract for Nike broke up. Blame Kanye, Kyrie. That's who you should be blaming. But this guy keeps going, he keeps going, he keeps going. And, and to sit there with Alex Jones and you're the straight guy. When Alex Jones is trying to talk you off the ledge, you know you done fucked up. You know you didn't fucked up when Alex Jones... And these are some of the things uh, that Alex Jones was saying to Kanye. He was trying to get him off the path. He was trying to sort of make Kanye look good. This is Alex Jones, the bottom of the bottom, trying to make Kanye West look good. He, he said, I get the Hugo Boss uniforms. Because, you know, Hugo Boss by the way, is a German company. Hugo Boss designed the Nazi uniforms. That's a fact. That's a fact. Not to say that you shouldn't wear Hugo Boss now. You should, you should. That's up to you. But Hugo Boss, yeah, that Hugo Boss designed those uniforms. So Alex Jones goes, I get the Hugo Boss uniforms. They're amazing. But just because you're in love with the designs, you're a designer, that's it, right? And Kanye West goes, no, no, there's a lot. And he emphasized a lot. There's a lot of other things that I love about Hitler. And Alex Jones is laughing. Alex Jones is like, ha, 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 like the, the lunatic that he is. Alex Jones is trying to make this guy look, look, look sane. You can't make a guy look sane who's sitting there with a gimp mask on. Right off the top, you've lost. When you show up wearing a gimp mask, all bets are off. 
you look fucking crazy, homie. And then Alex Jones goes, well, the Nazis, you know, they shook people down. They were thugs. They did a lot of bad things, right? He said this to Kanye and Kanye goes, but they did a lot of good things also. I don't like the word evil being next to Nazis. You don't like the word evil being next to Nazis, Kanye West, you fuck you. And then Kanye West said, I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. And Alex Jones is laughing and giggling, embarrassed. And one of the ramifications of this whole situation is that now the word Jew is a hot buzz, no-no word that's getting flagged on social media. Even if you're saying, I love Jews, I'm a proud Jew, I'm a proud Jewish man. The word Jew, Jewish, both of them, is now being flagged on social media. And I've had videos taken down. I was suspended because I said, do Jews really run Hollywood? That got me suspended on social media because of this fucking guy. And so the ramifications of, of all this negativity around, what did we do? The Jews have done nothing to you. We mind our business. What did we do? What did we do? You can't even say Jew, Jewish now without it being flagged on social media. It is being flagged. It's a word. You say, how do you know that, Michael Rapport? Because I tell you that I got suspended last week for a video that said that. Anyway, that's the sick fucks of the week and Michael Rapport's Jewish News of the Week. I am Rapport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com.
AT&T.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. All right. So the great Quentin Tarantino uh, just released a book. And he's been doing the podcast circuit. Yo, Quentin Tarantino, my man. You got to come rock with me at the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I got to find out who your, your PR person is. I know we will have a great time. I'm such a fan and I'm so honored and privileged to have even been a part of a film that you wrote. True Romance is the first script that Quentin Tarantino ever sold before Reservoir Dogs, before Natural Born Killers. And me and Quentin Tarantino were at the Sundance Film Festival, I believe it was 1992. I'm almost 100% sure it was 1992. Might have been 93. I don't fact check. He was there for Reservoir Dogs. I was there for Zebrad. I I met him that week and all the hype that was on him. And all the, the hype that continued when Reservoir Dogs came out. And then, of course, Natural Born Killers came out. And the true romance was getting made. I would love to have Quentin on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. I got I to gotta make that happen. I have to make that happen. But Quentin, on one of these podcasts, said two things that have gotten people upset, offended. And then another thing that I want to discuss with him because I don't agree with him totally. So the first thing that Quentin Tarantino said that uh, some people were offended by is that these DC movies, these DC Marvel movies, I don't know if they're the same or different. It's a different brand. DC Marvel, Marvel DC, these superhero movies that number one, they're, they're bad cinema. Number two, the specifically, he said that those movies don't make stars and they don't need stars to be in them. And I totally agree. Listen, when Batman first came out and Michael Keaton was Batman, it's a different time. And they weren't making 56 DC Marvel movies a year. Now, this is all they make. This is all that people go to see. This is all that you can guarantee box office business is these big, what are they, comic books? The comic, are these comic books? I don't know if they're comic books. They started from comic books. I don't know. I never rock with DC more. I don't, I don't do Superman. I don't do uh, Spider-Man. Uh, Hong Kong Fui was my guy. Underdog was my guy. But that's because it was the only thing on. I don't do, uh, no disrespect, Black Panther, uh, Captain America, uh, what are these, Ant-Man? What are the other ones? Iron Man. I went. Th- the last one I went to go see was Iron Man with the great Robert Downey Jr. I-, I had no idea what was going on. I went to go see Batman with Heath Ledger. I saw the Joker, which didn't count because that wasn't a... I don't rock with the... I don't know what's going on. 
I can't make heads or tails when I watch these movies. Spider-Man. But Quentin said that these movies don't need movie stars because Captain America is the star. Thor is the star. Uh, the Incredible Hulk is the star. Superman is the star. Spider-Man is the star. Um, the Black Panther is the star. Of course, Chadwick Boseman was a star. The late, great Chadwick Boseman was a star. And he brought so much to that film. And not to diminish what any of these actors or the three guys that have played Spider-Man have brought to the parts. But essentially, and again, I mean no disrespect to any of these actors, whether it was the late, great Chadwick Boseman or any of the people that have played in any of these films. You don't need a star to play Thor. You don't need a star to play the Hulk. You need good actors, but but essentially, you don't need big names in there uh, because people are going to go see him, whether they're good or not, just to go see Batman fly and Spider-Man shoot his web and you know Black Panther do what he does and Superman climb buildings. And I agree with him. Again, I'm not diminishing the talents of the actors that have portrayed any of these parts. But Quentin also said, because he's got this podcast, and he said it a few times. He's been saying this. It's not the first time he said it. But he knows cinema. I, I Listen, I would never try to debate. Well, I would debate this particular subject, but I, I'm not on the same level of cinematic history, knowledge, and movie consumption. This dude is a literally a Google search, straight up. You can ask him about 99.9. I'd like to see him be on Movie Jeopardy. I'd like to see him and Martin Scorsese on Movie Jeopardy and some other directors for charity. That would be dope. I don't know, like Paul Thomas Anderson, Martin Scorsese, and Quentin Tarantino play Movie Jeopardy for charity. That would be sick. And I'm sure there's plenty of other, Steven Spielberg, whatever. There's, there's other directors that are like that. But Quentin in particular, if you ask him about a movie, he's going to know who's in it, who directed it, who shot it, you know, everything about it, top to bottom. But he talked about how cinema right now sucks. Totally agree. We're coming to the end of the year. Can't tell me this has been a good year. You can't tell me it's been a good last few years because of, uh, for movies. A lot of it has to do with streaming, but it's been a long time coming that they've been dipping a lot of it has to do with streaming. But he also said that right now is the worst period in time for movies since the 80s. He thinks the 80s was a terrible decade for movies. And it got me thinking, because first I was like, yeah, they, they suck. And then I was started looking up 80s movies. And I have to say to the great Quentin Tarantino, I do not agree with you on the 80s being a bad decade for films. I think that there were so many great films. I think there was a broad spectrum of great films. Yes, some of them were glossier. Yes, some of them weren't good, but not every movie in the 70s or the mid to late 60s was good. There was a whole different genre of, of films being made. And when I started looking at the, the films of the 80s, the great films of the 80s, the film that won Best Picture in 1980 to start things off is one of my favorite movies ever made. And in my opinion, the best movie top to bottom, cinematically speaking, where it's checking all the box, Raging Bull, 
1980. And then uh, the decade alone for what Woody Allen did. He made so many great films throughout the 80s. But just to rattle off some films from the 80s, Once Upon a Time in America, The Outsiders, The Lost Boys, Roxanne, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket came out in the 80s. Blue Velvet, David Lynch classic. Different kind of movies started coming. When Harry Met Sally, St. Elmo's Fire. That's not my thing. Risky Business, The Breakfast Club, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Just those three alone, along with Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't know what the, the genre of films you'd refer to. Those are teen movies, teen romantic movies, coming of age films. But those movies came to life during the 80s. Those are ridiculously, those four right there, The Breakfast Club, Risky Business, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off all came in the 80s. Funny comedies, planes, trains, and automobiles. Then you had thrillers, a whole new kind of glossy kind of film. Fatal Attraction is in the 80s. Dead Poets Society. This is not my favorite film, but some people would say Dead Poets Society, they'd have that in their top 10. You got other films, Amadeus, another great teen film, 16 Candles. This isn't a perfect film. This is a dope film. The Untouchables, Rain Man, Scorsese had a fantastic decade. He also put out The King of Comedy. And then, like I said, the Woody Allen films alone, Purple Rose of Cairo, Broadway Danny Rose, Radio Days, Stardust Memories, Moonstruck, New York Stories, Tootsie, Love Tootsie. All these, The Big Chill, all these films came out during the 80s. Prissy's Honor, Blood Simple, Brought to Life, The Coen Brothers. There's tons, and I'm just naming a few. There's tons and tons and tons and tons of something wild. There's so many great films in the 80s. I must say that I would love to publicly have this conversation with the great Quentin Tarantino, and I'm sure he would manipulate and somehow make me believe him. And I'm sure there's a lot of films in the 80s that he loves. And I'm sure there's got to be some science and number crunching that goes into why he thinks the 80s as a decade sucks. But those movies alone, that ain't bad. That is not bad. Like I said, not every movie in the 70s was dope. And not every movie in the late 60s and the, uh, you know, into the, uh, the mid 60s was great either. So I just wanted to articulate that I think the 80s alone as was a great, great, underappreciated, underrated decade for movies, uh, top to bottom. Do the right thing. 1989, the summer, get down, sickity, sound of the funky drummer. That was 1989. You can't say that the 80s is not a dope decade for movies. Anyway, I'm done. I'm finished, came, saw, disrupted, came, saw, disrupted. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a Friend Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers. Take me out of here with something real nice. Take me out of here with something real loud. But most importantly, take me out of here with something real funky. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm out. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. 
Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Stereo, get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees, iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.